Hello friends, this is Matt, and this is Something From Everything, a podcast about embracing meaning and discovering wisdom through telling better stories. And this is a story about music, live music, but all music in general, and poetry, about participating in something that we don't always understand. And of course, I start each and every podcast episode with that line about embracing meaning, but what do we do when we don't understand the meaning of something? This post is about the intentionally obscure, about that which is hard or even impossible to wrap our judging and categorizing minds around, and about how that might be a very good and useful thing for us. This one is called A New Way to Listen. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy it. Listen. All around me is a wall of sound. From a great distance above, we might look like wildflowers. I am in a crowd of thousands, each of us brightly colored, each standing tall and swaying slightly, as if we were all blown by the same modest wind. Up close, it feels more like a spiritual ritual, Individuals lost in a collective. Our inspiration and expiration sync together, the palms of our hands coming together in time with the music. I came for the concert, but I also came for this experience. To stand on the sloping hill of a natural amphitheater for hours, feeling the ache in my calves. To hold an overpriced beer in a plastic solo cup in one hand and a melting ice cream cone in the other to both watch and join in a performance, to add my voice to that great chorus of strangers, to sing words both familiar and strange. The band's first ending occurs at 9 p.m., but I know it's a faint. We all know it. All around me there is shuffling, the packing up of picnic baskets and ground-level camp chairs, the preparations for a hasty exit. We're preparing, but we're not leaving. We still haven't heard some of the best tracks from the new album, and I know that the local bylaws shut down all live music at 10pm. We have time. Sure enough, the band reappears shortly, and to my immense pleasure, their final four songs of the evening are all deep cuts, one all the way from their initial 2004 EP, Cherry Tree. For their final song, the bright lighting fades to only the faintest of stage lights. The horn section starts in low, and the singer and musicians step away from their microphones. They all step to the very front, and the lead singer steps impossibly close to the edge, his feet partially over the front of the stage as he arcs his back and bellows to the amphitheater, Vanderlal, cry baby, cry. Oh, the waters are rising, still not surprising you. Vandalal, cry, baby, cry. Man, it's all been forgiven. The swans are a-swimming. I'll explain everything to the geeks. Now, if you're not a fan of the band The National... <laughs> or my singing didn't convey the moment, I'm pretty sure the last part gets lost in translation. But this is the song, the one each of us hopes is the last song of the evening. As I look around with me, everyone is singing those lyrics, and not just mouthing the words, 
but bringing them forth from the deepest places within them. I saw a few eyes closed. I saw a couple crying, overcome with the emotion of the moment. For a brief while, we all spoke the same language. Is it strange, then, that I have absolutely no idea what most of the words in that language mean? And not just the words of that particular song. All that evening, I had been singing along to words I knew without a comprehensive understanding of what each song meant. And the same could be said of many of the lyrics from many of my favorite songwriters. As long as I have been listening to music, I have been practicing, performing, and projecting poetry to the air that I love, but I don't really understand. It is possible to know all the words, to feel their resonance deep within you, and still lack a comprehensive understanding of a song. But this shouldn't really surprise me, as I could say the same about most poetry. Songwriters are poets, after all. For most of my life, written poetry has been a bit of a mystery, sometimes even a frustration. Despite appearing in books, most poetry is not served best by sitting down and reading quickly from start to finish. Even a short poem can be deceptively daunting. Now, if you handed me a paragraph of prose, I could likely understand it on first read. This is almost never the case with poetry. If you are uncomfortable with ambiguity, a poem can drive you mad. But perhaps poetry isn't just another form of a message. Poetry, both sung and spoken, evokes the truth of that old adage, the medium is the message. If the overarching meaning of a song or piece of poetry eludes me, perhaps it's designed to be elusive. A few years ago, I discovered a now-beloved podcast devoted to making poetry more accessible. The podcast, Poetry Unbound with Pedro Kotuma, is both brief and brilliant. Each episode, the host reads a poem slowly and then reflects on it for a few minutes and then ends the episode by reading it a second time. Interestingly, the host's reflections on the poem were rarely explanatory. Instead, they tended to be curious and personal musings about how a phrase was significant to the host, the sound of a particular section, or what imagery the author might be inviting. Somehow, this helped unlock poetry for me. Rather than miraculously understanding the entirety of a poem, I began to appreciate the parts I didn't understand. I would take an episode with me while walking, washing dishes, driving to work, or any number of everyday solitary tasks. I could save my favorite poems, play a short episode multiple times, or just listen to the sections where the poem was read aloud. Unintentionally, listening to poetry allowed me to turn the dial down on my analytical mind. I didn't have to know what each line meant, or even what the whole poem was saying. I could appreciate the articulation of the words, the intentional structure of a given line, or even just a particular phrase or word that resonated. I was embracing partial understanding. I was valuing repetition and memorization. I was enjoying structure separate from comprehensive meaning. I was starting to listen to poetry the way I had been listening to music for years. And it's absurd to say, I never appreciated the poetry 
that was always the most accessible, snuck in so many of my favorite songs. But despite my ignorance, all that sung poetry had been doing something important for years. They had been teaching me a new way to listen. We know and value if something is true when we hear it, even if we can't articulate why or how it is true. And good poetry is always true, sometimes uncomfortably honest. But because we don't fully understand what we're hearing, our brain is stuck with the paradox of considering something that is both valuable and ultimately unknown. Our analytical mind, excellent at categorizing and judging, does not love this. Our mind likes to know the summarization of a story in advance. We like to know if a thing is good or bad, helpful or harmful, useful or useless. Good poetry just smirks and says, good luck trying to figure out where I fit. A line from your favorite poem or song could be any one of those things. It could be a few of those things all at once. I think it's worth keeping a few unresolvable tensions in our mind. Remind that computing brain of ours that much of our life is difficult to neatly judge and categorize. Remind ourselves that we don't have to fully understand a thing to enjoy it and be swept up in it. Remind ourselves that the parts of our lives are beautiful and worthy of curiosity, enjoyment, and wonder, even and especially when we can't comprehend the whole. We can find a new way to listen, to our songs, to our poetry, and to our lives. Maybe a line from our favorite poem or song can help us think this way. Or maybe it simply brings a smile to our face as we sing along, which means it's already working. there we are friends that is it episode 34 of the something from everything podcast a new way to listen music at the intro and playing now is all star by adrian berenger and at the end was moonlight also by adrian berenger both tracks are royalty free and purchased through storyblocks.com the cover image of a cherry tree was found on pixabay.com uploaded by user manfred richter and if you enjoyed this podcast and this episode, I'm very grateful. If you would be willing to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or share this episode with a friend, I would love that as well. You can find all my posts in written and audio form at somethingfromeverything.com. And you can also follow this podcast and see regular updates by following Something From Everything on Instagram and Facebook. Occasionally, I record video posts as well, and you can see those both on Instagram and YouTube. You can find links to everything I've mentioned here in the show notes. And to you, my friends, may you listen to some great poetry, whether it is spoken or sung. May the songs that we have been listening to for years remind us that there is more than one way to listen. May you enjoy the various and particular parts of your poems, your songs, and your life. May you approach those parts with engagement, with curiosity, and with wonder, as we all create something from everything. Thank you. Take care.